This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I think my father listens to this year. That was, uh, I think, a good indication. I'm glad to hear him. Our, our world-renowned, many, 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 many um, views. He has incredible wealth of knowledge and information on uh, almost any topic that you could think of. I think I, I think I've heard many of the shiurim myself on, you know, topics that uh, I didn't even know that there was what to talk about. But somehow, Rabbi Glassin found found what to talk about. And um, they're they're uh, always always very enjoyable. Rabbi Gladstein is is uh, I know Gladstein is much older than I am, but I remember Rabbi Gladstein told from Yeshiva. He learned in the Chavetz Chaim Yeshiva where we were. I still remember Rabbi Gladstein preparing in the Ezra's Nashim with the piles and piles of svarim, preparing for the uh, for the shiurim. Um, but it was really uh, it's it's, uh, it's a tremendous close and a tremendous cover that we have. The opportunity that Rabbi Glassi is giving from his time, his busy schedule, to share some different chizuk with us, and Bezos Shem hopefully we'll be able to, to, to gain a tremendous amount from it. So, thank you very much for coming, Rabbi Glassi. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much for the generous introduction. So, uh, you might not know, actually, I have a very special connection to this yeshiva. Uh, many years ago, this is going back 25 years, uh, actually I believe it was the first year Rabbi Luban came to uh, Florida. My brother, who was learning by Rabbi Luban in Eretz Yisrael, came to Florida, and there was a short stint, he needed a chavrusa. So I was already a little bit older, and I came down to Miami for a few months, and that's when the yeshiva dinner was. And then Rabbi Chait needed someone to give his shir. So actually, my first opportunity in Harbatsa Satayra came right here in this yeshiva. I taught, I think, 11th and 12th grade for a few weeks. And uh, so I feel very connected and I see a lot of uh, old chaverim. And I want to share with you an idea. Actually, I was going to speak about something else. But I can't refrain from sharing this idea with you. In light of everything that's taking place in the world today, and of course, every sensitive Jew... Anyone with a heart is thinking about our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael and what's happening and where is the destiny of the Jewish people going. And we're very familiar with the concept that as much as HaKadosh Baruch Hu values us, but there's an idea of Yeridas Hadarais, the descent of the generations. In other words, we believe that if you start out at Har Sinai, those who accepted the Torah... They're on a greater level than we are today. I mean, there are many, many Gemaras and Shas that talk about the idea, Yeridas Hadoyrois. Im Rishonim, Kemalachim, if the earlier generations were like angels, then we're, we're just like humans. And if they were like humans, then we're like animals, the Gemara says. The Gemara says that the fingernails of the earlier generations are greater than the stomachs of the later generations. In other words, that's just a way of saying that they're much greater than us. There are many, many Gemaras and the 
The Gemara says in the times of the first base Hamikdash, there was Shechina, Ruach HaKodesh, and already by the time of the second base Hamikdash, they didn't have all that good stuff. And yet, if we were to ask ourselves, okay, if that's true, that there's a concept of Yerida Sadoiris, but what does Hashem think of us today? Like, what's our value in Shamayim today? You ever wonder about that? Like, what's my worth? I say a bracha. I do a mitzvah. What is my worth in Shamayim today? I give a shir on a very interesting topic. It's called Bir Tfila. Just explaining the various tefillahs. We're up to the bracha of Ahavaraba. I like to use a sefer, among others. It's called Ion Tfila, or Rab Shimon Schwab. I saw an idea over there. I can't help but share this idea with you. I was blown away by this idea. I don't even think I was fully aware of the concept. You know, we say every morning, Ahava, Rabba, Ahavtanu, with a, does anybody know what those, those words mean? Translate the words, Ahava, Rabba. How do you translate the words, Ahava, Rabba? Great love. That's how I would translate it. That's how I did translate it. In fact, I think most Sidurim translate it that way. And that's how I understood it my entire life. Says Rab Schwab, that's not what it means. Ahava, Rabba does not mean with a great love. Really? What does the word Rabbah mean? He says it means an increasing love. An ever-increasing love. Says Rabbi Schwab, the Rebbein Shalom's love for Klal Yisrael gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Can't believe it, really? How do we know that? What evidence? Says Rabbi Schwab, very simple. And I'm just telling you, Bachram, I don't know if the prince of the, the Rabbeim should really listen to this, but you know, I'll tell you something personal. When I was in high school, back in the day, and there was a Gemara test, so of course, you know, we listen to every single shear very, very carefully. But in case, you know, you missed a thing or two, you needed a little crutch, so there is something called the Sensino Gemara. You know what a Sensino is? It's basically a translation of the Gemara in the Queen's English. Most of the time, the Aramaic was more familiar than the, you know, archaic English on the left-hand side of the page. They had something called the Sensino Gemara. And then I think when I got to 8th grade, they had something called an art scroll Gemara. The first Masechta they came out with was Makos. Makos. And I remember saying, oh, I could learn a Masechta on my own, Makos. And then they came out with Hamafged. And then in a couple years, they had the entire Shas. And now, you could get a resource with Gemaras that explain every Rashi in Shas. Every line in Toysvis in Shas. Why, says Rav Schwab? Why is more Torah available today than it was 10, 20 years ago. He says, because Rebbe loves you more than he did 20 years ago. That's why there are more yeshivas today, and more mefarshim today, and more svarim today. Because Rebbe love for us is not static, it grows greater and greater and greater. And I was really, I was shocked by this. I never heard this before. I never realized this before. And I've really been thinking about this. And I remember I once saw... Something Reb Chaim Vital writes, something his Rebbe taught him. You know the Rebbe of Reb Chaim Vital was? The Arizal. The Arizal would say to Reb Chaim Vital, if he didn't say it, who could believe such a thing? He says you should know that in Shamayim, they hold you in higher esteem than Gedolim of the earlier generations. That, that's what the Ari told Maharchur, Reb Chaim Vital. So Reb Chaim Vital challenged the Arizal. Reb Chaim Vital didn't just accept that. So what are you talking about, Rebbe? 
You told me that I'm not even as great as the lowest of the earlier generations. And now you're telling me I'm greater than the tzaddikim of the earlier generations? Says the Ari, you're making a big mistake. You think the Riban Shalom looks at you objectively. Hashem judges you based on the times you live in. And in our times, says Reb Chaim Vital, says Ari, the Koyach HaTumah is so out of control that the mitzvahs you do are more valuable today than they were in the times of the earliest generations. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of Koyach HaTumah was out of control in Tzfas in the 16th century? Imagine, you know, if we would go to Tzfas 500 years ago, we would think that Meir Sha'orim is modern compared to Tzfas 500 years ago. And yet the Ari said, because the Kayach is so strong and dominant, your mitzvahs are more valuable today than earlier generations. And I'm looking at this. I said, I don't know, it's the Arizal. You know, we don't necessarily understand what everything he says and everything he writes. Somebody showed me Rabbi Rucham Levavitz. Rabbi Rucham and Parsha Shlach and the Sefer Das Torah writes, I'll tell you, you could look it up yourself. You could have a Ben Torah today, a Yeshiva Bachar today. He's learning a Rishon. He's learning a Rashba. He's learning a Ritva. He's learning a Rambam. He's learning a Taisvis. And he's trying to understand the Rishon. And he's not really fully understanding it. Says Rabbi Yerucham, I don't like to speak about this too often and I don't like to say it too much. But you need to know that in Shamayim it could be or it's possible, or probably, the yeshiva bachar is held in higher esteem than the Rishon of whose words he's learning. That's what Yerucham writes, black and white. And then they reprinted Rabbi Yerucham, and they said, if you think it sounds far-fetched, we already know this, this is what the Arizal told Rabbi Chaim Vital. And then I remembered back a shmuza. From Rav Henach Now I didn't hear so many. I was in Yeshiva the last year the Rashiva gave, um, gave Shurim. I think the year that I was in the Yeshiva, Rashiva gave Shmuz less than a handful of times. There's a famous Toysus. You remember? I'm sure you know this Toysus. Uh, Toysus in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara tells us that we blow Shoifer on Rosh Hashanah twice. Why? To confuse the Satan. So, Toysus says, what do you mean to confuse the Satan? Toysus says, the first time we build the Shaifar, the Satan hears the Shaifar, he says, what is that? Is the, is the recess time? Is the period over? Is it an alarm clock? Does somebody's cell phone go off? Or is it Mashiach? He gets a little bit nervous. And then the second time, Toysus brings from the Yishalmi, the second time the Shaifar blows, the Satan says, Vada is Mashiach, I'm out of a job, and he runs away. And the Rashiva asked, is the Satan such a fool that he thinks it's Mashiach? Did you think it was Mashiach? Come on, between me and you. Did you think it was Mashiach? I didn't think it was Mashiach. I should have. Because I know he didn't come last year. And he didn't come the year before. And he didn't come for my great-grandfather. And he didn't come for the Chassam Soifer and Rebbe Kivager and the Marsha and Rashi and Toysa. So it's going to come for me. It hasn't come for so long. So why is the Satan, I thought he was a pretty smart guy, I mean he does a pretty good job with his responsibilities. And the Satan thought it was Mashiach? And I believe the Rashiva said, 
No one more than the Satan recognizes how powerful he is, how strong he is, how big the challenge is. We don't even realize necessarily how challenging our Nesiyanis are. Only he knows how valuable we are in Shamayim. He knows how close Mashiach is. But in light of what we're learning, I think Toysvis is understood perhaps even in a more compelling way. In other words, in every generation, as the Nesiyanis grow, as the challenges grow, it is more likely for Mashiach to come because do you realize how important you are in Shamayim? If the Arizal told Reb Chaim Vital that a small mitzvah in his time was more valuable than the earlier generation, imagine how valuable one limud of Torah is today. Imagine if a person, a yeshiva bachar today, a young bachar today, in South Florida in 2023, says, you know what, with all the challenges and all the distractions, I'm going to apply myself to Hashem's Torah. You know what, how valuable that is? That could be more valuable than the greatest mitzvah in the earliest generation. And I want to share with you a very personal thought. If I were to ask you, now what's the biggest miracle that ever happened in the world? Biggest miracle that ever happened. You know, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Makas B'chayrois, Kriyas Yamsuf, we're all familiar. You know what Rabbi Yaakov, you know my grandfather, he was in all the death camps. He was in Auschwitz. He was in Radom. My grandfather was taken to a camp called Dachau. In Dachau, he was thrown into the gas chamber. He literally had a foot in the gas chamber. And at the last second, the SS officers took him, yanked him by his hair, and pulled him out and said, you're capable of work, get out of here. And I always think to myself, did Hashem only save my grandfather from the gas chamber? The Rebbein Shem saved my father. The Rebbein Shem saved me. He saved my children. It was an open miracle. My grandfather said it was an open miracle. You know what Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes? Rabbi Yaakov Emden in his introduction to the Siddur writes epic words. He said, How can a heretic not be utterly ashamed? Analyzing the state of the Jewish people in the world. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden. After everything we have undergone, and the death toll was 1.1 million. You know, in the times of the Spanish Inquisition, 300,000 Jews baptized. It happened also in 1391. <coughs> The majority of our people by then were long gone. That's 800 years ago. 700 years ago. Then Chalmanitsky pogroms, crusades, holocaust. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes, when I study the eternity of the Jewish people, Godla etzli yoiser mikol nisim sha'asa hakadosh baruch hu It's greater than any miracle God performed for the Jewish people in Egypt. You know, think about that. You know, when they were going through the Red Sea, you know, the sea split, and they were walking through, you know, some Jews rebelled over there. That's what Chazal say. So he asked the Jew, why are you rebelling? He said, uh, you know, if only I would see a real miracle. You know, we say today, God, you know, 
It's very hard to have emuna. If you would show me a real miracle like Kriyas Yamsuf, then I would have emuna. You know, back then they probably said, Ribansham, if you would show me a real miracle, like Jews learning Torah in 2023, then I would have a, a real emuna. But a few of them, Chazal say, rebelled a little because they didn't see real Nisim like you're seeing. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, Chai nafshi, I swear. By the way, Chassam Soifer says about Rabbi Yaakov Emden, he's a Navi. He says those words. He says, I swear, by analyzing the eternity of the Jewish people, Godla Esli Yoiser Mikal Nisim Sha'asa Kadesh Baruch Hu So let's think about that. The greatest miracle that ever happened in the history of the world. Who saw it? Who's seeing it? Nevi'im? Nah, they, they didn't really see it. Rishonim? Achroinim? You're seeing it. Hashem selected you to see it. Why me? Because as much as Hashem loves Klal Yisrael, He loves us more in every generation. And as the years pass on, and we're still faithful to Hashem, and we're still faithful to the Torah, the Rebun Shem's love for us is greater and greater and greater. So you know, if you're lying in bed in the morning and saying, oh, I have to go to shul, is, do you understand that if you could daven today, your tefillahs, in a sense, are more dear and powerful than any Jew in the history of the world? Your learning Torah is more dear and powerful than any Jew in the history of the world. Because Hashem loves you more. One, one added point. You know, there's, there's a mitzvah in the Torah. We don't really even think about it that much. You know, there's a mitzvah to love Hashem. Chavetz Chaim even writes in the Mishnah Bura that the same way, you know, you don't eat in the morning until you put out your daven, you put on tefillin. You can't even eat in the morning until you know you're in the mitzvah of loving Hashem. He says you should try to do it when you say the words Hashem If you can't do it then, make sure you don't go home in the morning until you know you did that mitzvah. So Rabbi Kivager asks the question, you know, how does a person come to love Hashem? So he says that's why if you look in the way the, the words of Shema are formulated, first we say, that the Rebbe Hashem loves Klal Yisrael. And then once you feel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves you, so there's a, there's a phenomenon in human nature. If somebody loves you, you love them back. So it's natural. So once we understand Hashem loves us, so we respond in kind. That's Rabbi Kivegar. It comes out, which generation in history could love Hashem more than any generation? It's us. Because Hashem loves us more than any generation in history. And we are privileged to have more love from Hashem than anybody else. And therefore, we are actually eligible to return in kind and to have stronger feelings of Ava Baruch So this really heightens an awareness of how important we are in Hashem's eyes, how much we're loved by HaKadosh Baruch how valuable every act that we do is, and therefore how we have been entrusted to get Klal Yisrael to the finish line. We're almost there. We're nearly at the end. You know who knows how close we are? 
Nobody know, more than the Satan knows how close we are. So a few things we got to learn from the Satan and take advantage of the uh, wondrous opportunity Hashem gave us. And I want to wish everybody bracha v'atzlach in all of your endeavors. Thank you very much for having me. And bracha v'atzlach. Kotov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.